Welcome to Deliberate Leaders. I am Allison Dunn, your host, and today with us we have Russ Stoddard in the house with us. Russ is the author of Rise Up, How to Build a Socially um, Conscious Business. Yeah. Um, he is also the founder and president of the Oliver Russell uh, firm, which is both a marketing company as well as a certified B Corporation. Um, Oliver Russell is uh, here in Boise and is a branding company as well as um, a company that focuses on brands that uh, are purpose-driven. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us oh, today. Oh, it's great to be here. Yeah. So um, I love all of the discussion about what B Corp is and I just, you know, for our listeners, I just want to make sure. So like, how would you define a B Corp? Uh, a B Corp is a company that's gone through a uh, rigorous uh, certification uh, process that measures its uh, social and envi environmental impact. Okay, and my understanding is you are also a B Corp, correct? Yes, we are a, uh, both a certified B Corp and a legal benefit corporation. What's the difference? Difference is that a legal benefit uh, corporation is an actual governance uh, structure that uh, commits you to creating uh, a uh, public benefit with your company. It also gives you the uh, flexibility to uh, pursue bottom line outcomes that uh, go beyond just a financial profit so that you're serving stakeholders rather than just shareholders. Oh, that's amazing. So you have both of yes. those certifications. Um, what, what caused you to want to do that? Oh, well, I've always operated uh, our business in a, a socially responsible way. We've been around coming on 29 years now, and I discovered uh, B Corps. It's like, wow, a, what an amazing uh, foundation or platform to actually certify from a third-party uh, perspective that you're doing this in the community, and it gave so many tools to actually improve upon uh, your performance in these ways that I was just like, that's me, and I'm a B Corp guy. Yeah. Um, how many B Corps are here in the United States? Uh, in the United States, I'm not certain about okay. the U.S. There are 3,600 internationally. Okay. Um, we were number 299, so we've been involved in it for a while. Congratulations. Yeah, so uh, it, it's growing considerably. Okay, that's so you were number 299. 299. All right. Um, what, um, why do you think it hasn't taken off more, just out of curiosity? like, What would be some of the drawbacks that people would go, I'm not sure if this is for me? Oh, I think uh, number one is good intentions. I think okay. there are far more <laughs> right. people interested in it than who go through the certification mm -hmm. process. And part of that is, you know, being an entrepreneur is tough and challenging, and it's not like you uh, necessarily need to add one thing to your plate to go Extra. through the certification process. So there's a, a lot of work involved, although I see that starting to change now. It's almost as if we're at a tipping point, and I think there's demand in the marketplace that mm -hmm. recognizes uh, B Corps as a differentiator, whether you're a mm -hmm. consumer or it's a B2B play. Um, so I think it's really just starting to catch on now. Okay, so I think that's, um, I hope that that's the case, um, that have more demand than, you know, people who can qualify for it. Um, what are some of the steps that someone might need to go through in order to receive this certification? Oh, uh, you know, the first thing to do is to go to the uh, B-Lab uh, website. I think it's bcorporation.net. B-Lab is the nonprofit okay. that uh, operates the certification process. And 
log on and uh, uh, create an account and then they've got some very interesting tools there that help you go through the process just to even see if you're interested in it. They have an abbreviated okay. nice. certification uh, process that you can uh, go through. Separate of that, I'd say like uh, find some B Corps in your community, whether you live in Houston, Texas, or you live in uh, Bozeman, Montana, there are lots of B corporations out there, and the entrepreneurs who run these companies are always open and welcoming, so I would just call them up, send them an email, and see if you could actually uh, get a time to get together and ask some questions. Fantastic. Um, from the standpoint of, um, this, is a this is a certification focused for for-profit, right? Yep, for-profits. Um, and it, the focus is to do environmental, um, conscientious type work, correct? Yep. With the, yeah, well, was, no, please. Yeah, I was going to say, not only environmental okay. impact, which is everything from managing your waste stream to trying to minimize uh, uh, in, environmental uh, output, mm -hmm. but also how you interact in the community, how you treat your workers. A lot mm -hmm. of it starts with your uh, uh, workers. What sort of customers are you serving? Are there underserved communities that you're actually placing an emphasis on or benefiting? So it's a kind of a very holistic process. It also gets into your governance as well. Okay. Um, and forgive my ignorance on this because oh, I, right. like, I have um, a lot of understanding of like LEED certification from the environmental sustainability mm -hmm. component of it. And the way that I look at it, this is a B Corp is you choose that versus being an LLC or an S Corp or C-Corp, correct? Or well, is it different? No, you can actually be both. Okay. Right? So you have to uh, 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 be a company, a for-profit company. It doesn't change your tax status or your, okay. your designation there. Um, so it's really just about adding a voluntary certification. So it's really, you brought up the LEED uh, mm -hmm. certification. That's for construction and buildings, and this is for a company. Same sort of a deal. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. So. Um, a lot of the work that you do at Oliver Russell, is it focused um, primarily on serving B Corps? We serve B Corps whenever okay. we can. There is a okay. very large uh, community out there, of course, of social enterprises that have a product, service, or business model that potentially benefits uh, society. And that can be everything from a certified B Corp to a large national nonprofit to say a company that has a very strong mission and service orientation but has not been certified or changed okay. its uh, uh, legal status. Okay, um, in branding and yep. helping companies market um, to position this properly, um, what has been some of the greatest success stories that you've been to kind of be able to wrap around, tell the story of and have it launch a company? Oh gosh, well I would say uh, uh, a couple of examples there. Um, one would be the Smithsonian. They have a certification for bird-friendly coffee that actually preserves biodiversity when you buy coffee that's been certified in this way. Mm -hmm. And it's had hardly any market recognition at all, even with the Smithsonian behind it. And we came out, we rebranded them, we came out with new messaging and a complete campaign to actually help create more awareness with consumers around. It's been very, very successful. Another one is we've been working with a, uh, a company here in our hometown, Happy Day Brands, which is yeah, a benefit corporation company. on its way to uh, certification as a uh, B Corp. And they have a one-for-one, one, buy-one, give-one model to help eradicate uh, hunger in the community uh, through its uh, products, which are everything from coffee 
to uh, chocolate to just some of the most amazing all-natural oatmeal uh, uh, products and we've been helping them kind of blow it up and they're doing fantastically well oh that's cool now you just brought up buy one give one so are we referring to b1g1 when we're talking about that or different different okay just want to make sure yeah different which i realized that the audience doesn't know what I just no, asked. No, similar <laughs> and related to, yeah. but different. Okay, so uh, buy one, give one. So when I when I purchase a product, it's also being given to someone else in who needs it. Yes. Okay. That's exactly. Awesome, and that's right here in our beautiful Idaho state. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Um, since you started Oliver Russell in 1991, when did you start focusing on purpose-driven companies, or is it been a natural? Uh, I guess there would be an evolution. We started with social responsibility as mm-hmm. one of our core values. We became a B Corp in late 2011 when I fa- found out about it. I just okay. jumped right into it. Um, and we always had a bent for working with nonprofits and others, but really probably five years ago is when we decided, you know, being a business person for starters is like, I think there's an opportunity here with a niche market of B Corps and other purpose-driven organizations that we can differentiate our brand around and serve very well. So about five years ago is when we really started uh, focusing on it. And now we work with uh, purpose-driven organizations from Silicon Valley to the Smithsonian, uh, companies in Singapore and New Orleans and all around the place, which is pretty interesting. And and more often than not, they come to us. I um, personally do a lot of my buying based on values that are near and dear to me. And I, you know, I can't speak for my parents' generation, but I don't feel like that that was the case. Like, I feel like this is kind of a new wave of things. Um, in, um, do you find businesses start as a B Corp or evolve and recognize that they are one? Uh, the, well, there's both kinds. Okay. And I'd say in, increasingly many are starting as B Corps. And that's because you have a generation of younger entrepreneurs who want to align their values with their work, their values with their purchasing, their values with their financial investments, and make it kind of a holistic thing. So you're getting so many uh, young entrepreneurs that could be anywhere from say like 25 to 35 who are starting companies with this intent. Then you have a generation of more established companies who either Either they're private and there's a succession of uh, generations there as far as leadership goes and the younger ones are now in charge. Or you just have older entrepreneurs who are, are, are there and they recognize this is the way business is working. We need to change along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, corporations for so long, especially for profit, are obviously based on the profitability figure, the bottom line, right? And um, so when I think about um, launching a business or converting a business to B Corp, do you see that it is a value proposition in the selling model that increases sales or that, um, meaning does the profit line suffer by making an investment in doing good? Oh, super good uh, question. And it's tough to necessarily say, I mean, what I can tell you is it's tougher than running a traditional business. How so? How so? You have to serve many different masters instead of one, right? So you have to consider what's going on in your community. How are you improving it? What are you doing as far as the environment goes? So many things that traditional businesses typically haven't. They look at like, how can we make sales? How can we be very efficient with our costs? And then how can we deliver as much as we possibly can to the bottom line? But that's all changing. 
and it's changing in a, in a huge, huge way. In, um, I'd say, the late or mid-1990s, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm dating myself a little bit, um, there was an organization called um, Business for Social Responsibility, and yes. we had a New Hampshire chapter, yep. um, in which I was very active in, but it didn't survive. It didn't survive, but if we're talking about the same one, it was almost a, a, a creator or a, a stimulant for the B Corp. Okay, so uh, it just movement. took it to the next level. And I think mm -hmm. it might, if it didn't survive, it might be around in some ways there in Vermont. And Vermont really has a huge, huge population of B Corps there. Okay. So I think it might even still be. They had a New Hampshire, Vermont, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of? Well, yeah. and I think uh, that's exactly right. And I think it still exists okay. in Vermont. Okay. Yes. Yeah, interesting. Um, I, I feel like this has definitely become a hotter topic. Certainly, you're saying like 2011, right? So right. Um, that would have been almost, a, you know, nine years ago. Um, how have you, how could you compare like what's going on right now to like five years ago? Oh my gosh. I can say even to like two years ago. Okay. Uh, I think some of the big changes are that uh, you're seeing the, the rise of uh, shareholder activism mm -hmm. in a new way as far as like uh, uh, publicly held companies go. I think one of the uh, high watermarks of uh, Larry Fink of Black uh, Rock Investments, which is the world's largest mm -hmm. investment firm and invests trillions of dollars, he come out and said, you know what? business needs to change. We need to take an approach that honors uh, uh, stakeholders rather than shareholders. And the primary reason for that is it's going to make you sustainable in the long term. Mm -hmm. Minimizes a lot of risks. And this ties back into a question you asked earlier and I didn't fully answer. There's a lot of research coming out now that companies that behave in these new ways mm -hmm. are actually outperforming the traditional uh, set of uh, investments. I am not surprised by that at all, honestly. Yeah. Um, how um, how uh, much do you think that the current marketplace is buying their purchases based on whether or not they're in alignment? Good question. I think it's still small when it comes down to it, but it's growing. Mm -hmm. And I'd say it's still important though, because even though it's small, you know, m most companies' margins are pretty thin, right? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't take a whole bunch of movement as far as a shift in purchasing goes to actually affect more than the top line revenue, but actually profits, right? right. So you could see like maybe a company has 3% of its shares of its sales uh, shift away because people have moved to different companies that align mm -hmm. with their values. That 3% could uh, amount to as much as 50% of their profits at the bottom Truly. line. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. think two other things you're really starting to see is in the workforce. You know, there's a definitely a very tight supply of talent in the workforce right now, and people are actually picking and choosing where they decide to apply their talent and their time as far as like values alignment. So that's really starting to affect some change. And then the whole in, in impact investment piece of it is really starting to move some things when capital starts getting allocated to companies that behave in these ways and not to others, then it's a, it's a, it's a huge hammer. Yeah. It's changing. Um, so people, profits, and purpose? Is yeah. that the three, the three Ps? Well, uh, profits, profit. uh, people, planet. Planet. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, who, um, what is like the number one brand that's doing it best? Patagonia. Patagonia. Without a doubt, Patagonia. Yeah. It's it's living it. 
and it's uh, succeeding wildly because of it. Um, where is Patagonia located? They're uh, headquartered in Ventura, California. Okay. Uh, and most people recognize uh, Patagonia, you know, great outdoor mm -hmm. uh, clothing and, and gear manufacturer. They've been around a long, long time. Uh, they just switched about two years ago their uh, purpose statement. And their new purpose statement is we're in business to save the planet. They're huge as far as the environment goes. And uh, people are really rallying around uh, the values and the way they activate them in the marketplace, the way they really live these mm -hmm. things. And I think about a year ago, they actually crossed the uh, billion-dollar mark as far as sales. And it's just been wow. going like that. They've, um, they've been around since... At least a couple of decades. Oh crap! In the oh, in I would say they probably started in the seventies. Okay, in the seventies. Yeah. So a billion dollar company. Yeah. Yeah, and doing good. Oh, doing great. That's fantastic. Is there um, any particular up and coming startups in our area? You you know you you mentioned um, Happy Brands. Yeah, yeah. Um, are there any others that you know we should follow or our listeners listeners should follow to just see what B Corps actually how they impact our community? Oh, you bet. There are uh, uh, two that recently certified as B Corps within the uh, uh, last year. Mm -hmm. One of them is called Salt. It's started by a couple mm -hmm. of super accomplished uh, businesswomen, and they uh, make reusable uh, period cups for uh, women. And they're just really, really kicking butt. And it's uh, refreshing to see because they're supporting uh, uh, women, in particular uh, school children in, uh, develop in the developing world, many of whom have to drop out because they don't have the proper sort of sanitary care and they're providing uh, period cups to them. It also eliminates a huge issue as far as the landfills go. And they're just really killing it in the marketplace. So that's really fantastic to see. Yeah. Um, another one is a company called Indie Dwell, which mm -hmm. was started by a couple. Love there that. you go, super accomplished business guys uh, from here in the community, and uh, they make uh, affordable housing that's modular in nature using shipping containers. And they can build a one-bedroom uh, unit for about seventy thousand dollars, and they've got huge interest from uh, investors from communities. They've uh, been around for two years and I think they just opened their second manufacturing facility. First one was here in Idaho and the second one is in uh, Denver and they're just going great guns. Oh, I didn't realize they opened a second one. Good on them. That's great. Um, what, what could you say are some of the favorite ideas from a branding standpoint that you've seen that you've been able to position? Oh, I think like Favorite ideas? Would that be like activations or just strategies? Strategy. I mean, like you, um, yes. Yeah. Yes. So I guess what I'd say is to use PR okay. and influencers because it's always more powerful when someone else tells your story than when you tell the story. So that's probably my key insight that if I were to offer it up to the uh, audience that you have. It's like, get other people to tell your story and it'll be far more impactful. It's mm. a good one. I'd say um, the one thing that companies can always do a better job is telling their story, but to have someone else tell it. Yeah. Yeah, and do that well. And I good. oftentimes also will tell people, especially in the social impact space, mm -hmm. um, be the story. Don't just tell a story. Yeah. And you become the story when you actually do good things in the world. Absolutely. So, your um, your family is, has the um, Oliver Russell 
company, yep. and then your wife is also doing something. Is she B Corp? At, just out of curiosity, yes. not not a B Corp yes. yet. She just okay. started a business a couple of years okay. ago called Dream Farm Flowers. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I see that as a future. Yes, and, and <laughs> I see that in her cards. Um, oh, my daughter has a business that is becoming a B Corp. Excellent. And what is that? Uh, she makes uh, seasonings using crickets. <laughs> How's that? Crickets being far more sustainable than many other protein sources. Interesting. Yeah, and she's going, uh, she, she's doing spectacularly well with it. She lives in a very small community in mm -hmm. Idaho, Salmon, okay. uh, which is out in the middle of nowhere. And she's now in Albertson. She's doing collabs with the Boise Fry uh, Company. Mm -hmm. She's been featured in Inc. Magazine. And she's becoming a B Corporation. Well, congratulations. So it's, it's in the family, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Crickets. Crickets. Yes. I'm going to have to check that out. What's the name of that? Orchestra Provisions. Okay. So a group of Neat. crickets is called an orchestra. Okay. Yeah. That's that's wonderful. <laughs> um, when would you suggest or guide someone to not consider a B Corp? Oh, you know, I think uh, there, there's two instances in that. Sometimes uh, their mission might require a different uh, revenue model, so they might want to become a nonprofit as opposed to a for-profit, okay. uh, looking at a startup situation. And then for other startups, uh, oftentimes I'll say, plan and prepare to become a B Corp. Don't jump into the certification right away because you need to make certain that you're going to succeed as a business first. And you bring that up because there's a long-term commitment. I mean, once you're a B Corp, what, like, why, why would someone wait? Why would they wait just to make certain they can succeed yeah, as a business? Okay. You know, what, before they have to. Dedicate, yeah. What is it, it like? Uh, one in seven succeeds past seven years or what have you. And yeah. I think those early, early days are so critical that you need to make certain that your business is going to uh, be sustainable. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Do people get rejected? Oh yeah. Okay, so. This is an elite stat. I don't, elite. I don't want to use the word elite. Yeah, like you no, actually have to qualify. You can't just get it. No. So you have to get a, uh, there's a maximum score of 200. Okay. And you have to get 80 in order to be Good. certified. Okay. And a traditional company by the same measures would just be at 60. Okay. So a, a, a business that is fully functioning in a model would only be at 60? At a 60, okay. and that would be like the average okay. sort of uh, a, a score there. And first time I went through the assessment, mm -hmm. did not make it. Okay. It was great to me because first of all, I had the shock factor of like, holy crap, I'm not as good as I thought I was. I thought yeah. I was behaving a lot of these ways. But then it actually showed me like, oh, this is the real deal. This is not just a layup. This is not greenwashing or what have you. This is a real deal. So then went back and took another run at it, mm -hmm. made some changes to policies and procedures and the way we acted on and, mm -hmm. and, and made it. And then yeah. every time we certify since then, you have to recertify. It's now three years. It used to be two years. Uh, we tried to use that as a continuous Im improvement mm -hmm. uh, program to where we get better. Yeah, that's fantastic. Does um, the requirements um, evolve? Are they evolving at a pretty yep. dramatic? So you could be a B Corp. Could they take it away? Uh, they could take it away okay. if you don't if you don't score as much. And then it's kind of it gets not necessarily complicated, but a little bit confusing. If your B Corporation is headquartered in a state that has public benefit corporation legislation, mm -hmm. the legal benefit like like we are, mm -hmm. then you have two years to actually transition 
into becoming a legal benefit corporation as well. So once you're a B Corp and it has that legislation in the state, you have to. You have to. Okay, wow. And a very high profile case around this was Etsy, the online mm -hmm. uh, retailing mm -hmm. market for craftspeople and yeah. what have you. Uh, they were a B Corporation, I believe the state of New York enacted legislation for public benefit corporations. Uh, Etsy was also a public company and its shareholders voted, no, we do not want to be a legal benefit corporation, so they lost their B Corp status. That's a shame, but I also get it at the same time. Do you think yeah. that's hurt them? Uh, I don't know. I'm okay. guessing it probably has hurt them in some, art and some regards. I think that's probably more internally than it is externally. External. Yeah. Um, what have I not thought to ask you that is a really important part of this conversation? Oh, important part of the conversation is uh, I, I was put on the earth to help other people. Yeah. So if you ask me uh, 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 a question, be like, how could I be of help to people? Mm -hmm. My door is always open. I love that. I'm a uh, mentor to people. I'm open for conversation. So mm -hmm. phone call, email, LinkedIn, or what have you. Excellent, and I um, I found you very accessible. So I think that you know, I, I appreciate that, and I appreciate your time here today. What is the best way for people to follow the the impact you're making through Oliver Russell with B Corp companies? Oh gosh, well it'd be follow me probably on social media, okay. whether it's LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or what have you. And then our our website also does a pretty good job of it, OliverRussell.com. Fantastic. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining us here today and sharing um, the idea of what B Corps can do for our community and our planet. You bet. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Absolutely.